Here's a sample from fucking Alan Moore. I decided it might be more interesting to actually terrify them by going completely mad and declaring myself to be a magician. <laughs> That's the only line you really need to hear. <laughs> oh, man. Well, welcome back. Welcome to the, uh... <laughs> Another fucking dose of underground cartoon therapy with Adam Air MD, GED. This is the fucking uh, Super Watchman conspiracy alpha draconian stoner ass fucking Nebrews coming in for a fucking dinner appointment. How would you like to have dinner with the Anunnaki? It could be happening here in a minute. <laughs> Gonna talk to you about a few things today. But, uh, yeah. <coughs> Today's strain is brought to you by Mindwreck. And then tomorrow starts the 420 sale at my little cannabis club, so. But we're gonna smoke the rest of this fucking Mindwreck today. Have a couple peach fucking gummies, two to ones, and uh, maybe I'll throw a few things at you you haven't heard. Who knows? <laughs> I fucking love doing this shit, man. I hope it's fucking keeping the boredom away. I'm like the fucking can of raid that you put on boredom roaches. Not the ba not the good roaches. Smoke those motherfuckers. But kill the boredom roaches, man. They fucking suck. Alright. I'll fucking be back in a minute, man. I smoke this shit. <laughs> God damn, that mind wreck is strong shit. I fucking recorded one episode, and I fucking sidetracked too hard, and I got all over the fucking board. It was interesting shit, but fuck that shit, dude. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and start with this fucking little sample here from cowboy motherfucker Ronald Reagan. Here, hold on. Check this shit out. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war. <laughs> Who does that sound like? Mr. Ozzy, the guy named Ozzy in the book Watchmen. <laughs> we are being censored. America's yeah. news outlets no longer provide the truth. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't know that part, right? Here, hold on a second. I had a direct point to this Watchmen fucking conspiracy. And that uh, the movie um, and the world, according to what I know, the entertainment world and Hollywood and all this shit, if you were to go straight to these big 13 families, 
the conspiracy is is that they have alpha draconian blood in them and basically are just here to uh, destroy mankind forgive me I'm eating white castle sliders <laughs> that's today's food <laughs> anyway um, they uh, run Hollywood, they run Fox News, they run this, they run that, they fucking are shape-shifting motherfuckers. This is the 10th planet the, these guys have come to, like, control and plan on decimating. But they, the whole thing about them is, is the Alpha Draconians have a specific way of how they conduct their operations. Just like we do. But they're just different. One, they're not allowed to kill each other. Two, they have to tell you what they're doing as they're doing it. So when you look back in history and you see all these like revealing aspects of fucking, oh, this could be happening or da-da-da-da. You know, Chris Carter, by the way, who did X-Files. If you don't know that guy's backstory... He was an editor at Surfer Magazine for 18 years and wrote about fucking surfer write-ups and guys catching totally rad swells, bruh. Um, okay, and then overnight, all of a sudden, he knows all this conspiracy shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, it happens again with George W. Bush in 2002, the end of Blockbuster video. Where um, when Blockbuster went down, the video that had been released there was the Disclosure Project, which was George W. Bush basically putting 5,400 people that work for the U.S. government, whether it's uh, Air Force, Marines, Army, Navy, DMV, all kinds of shit. Um, contractors, anybody that's been... That is a branch of the government. They had to come forward and testify about their involvement with any kind of extraterrestrial or UFO activity under oath. And you got to remember, these guys were made to come forward by George W. Bush. And then when they recorded them, they recorded the first hundred guys, and they were like led by uh, Rob Snyder, who was from Jaws. And uh, the actor from Hill Street Blues and all that shit. And um, basically, uh, it's him opening the thing and then the hundred, first hundred people out of 5,400. Why did George W. Bush need to do this thing? The thing was to sign a petition to put a gun in space. Um, the gun is pointing away from the Earth. Well, why you gotta do that? Well, I'll tell you right now, it's Alpha Draco code. And I don't want to stray, and this is what I got straight on before, but Alpha Draconians are the lizard shapeshifters that you commonly know in conspiracy talk. And then you hear about these guys, Planet X, Nibiru. Now, I'm going to make this fucking clear. Nibiru and the Alpha Draconian lizard fucks are not the same people they are enemies 
I'm going to talk about Watchmen first, okay? Because it's important. Um, Osmanius fucking creates this fucking fake alien attack to initiate peace on the planet. Much like Reagan is talking that shit in that little UN segment that you just heard. Kind of the same story. It's just, what if you had to resolve... Alamora always focuses on the characters because that's where everybody's focusing in on Rorschach. Dr. Manhattan's fucking blue dick bouncing around. The comedian. It's not really about that, is it? It's about everybody on the planet. And this fake-ass attack that happens. This shit's starting to sound familiar. Um, The whole thing... Zack Snyder, when he got a hold of the Watchmen movie, you knew he was going to fucking mutilate it, but Wizard is the premier comic review magazine that comes out. I'm pretty sure it still comes out. I haven't read one in a while. But at that time, 2008, Wizard was doing uh, the Watchmen expose, and right on the fucking front cover, man, there's a picture of the fucking dorky Manhattan but it says, right in the corner, it says, uh, the unexpected ending, no one suspects. It's like, well, you know they fucking ruined the movie. You know Alan Moore's fucking strict ass ain't gonna have nothing to do with it either. And, uh, Alan Moore and Zack Snyder in the same room. Who would win? <laughs> I'd like to see a celebrity death match on that shit. That would be fucking great. <laughs> Um, but they changed the ending. They make it look like Dr. Manhattan fucking did it. Well, that's important. Because to me, I think it was hit, the, the story hits too close to home. And it's really about something that's getting ready to come up now. And, you know, goddamn, that was, uh, I don't know how long ago that was. That was fucking... A long time ago when the Watchmen movie came out now, but Nibiru is here now. And Nibiru and the Alpha Draconian are enemies. Mayans made a quote during the Mayan civilization. They do bring up Nibiru, but it's really rare. And they talk about it and they say, uh, if we were actually exposed to Nibiru, it would change our entire physiology. And we would become spiritual beings. Well, the Dracos don't want you to do that, obviously. Or they wouldn't be running Fox News lying to your ass, making you a fucking dumbass dildo. You know? Fucking believing all this shit. Believing in their fucking little... uh, They create politics, and everybody that's innocent fucking plays into it, thinking that, oh, they're all earthlings. They're not earthlings, dude. Yeah? They're not. Quit playing into it. That's why I don't fucking vote. (laughs) I'm not voting for lizards. And just because I can't run them off the planet personally, I don't have the tech, but if I could, I fucking would. I'd be like, get the fuck off the planet. Because technically, the planet's in quarantine. So for Watchmen to fucking take that book of magic and alter it, you know, alter the ending, that's important. And you've heard about Project Bluebeam. 
Well, if they use that technology coming up here shortly, and Nibiru is the front, like imagine Nibiru finally being visible and proving all these troll dicks to shut the fuck up. But all of a sudden, you know, you, you see all these UFOs coming in. It may not be Nibiru sending that troops in. It may just be that you're seeing Nibiru, and this is the time the U.S. fucking launches its fake-ass U.S. military attack. Think about it, dude. Here's a hypothetical situation. How the fuck, if the lizards are real, how the fuck does someone like Bernie Sanders get into fucking office to begin with? He's just there to antagonize good people. Uh, good people who feel the right way about things and the right way about life. He's closer to the relation of the way common sense should fucking run. But he's just a fucking, uh, he's just another fucking one of these military lizard dicks that's just out there to strategically talk to you about specific issues and blah, blah. They'll talk for hours and make it sound real as fuck. It's not real. They're fucking lizards. <laughs> they don't care about you. They just care about dominating this planet. So, you know, Project Bluebeam at the time of George Bush, George Bush, it's the lizard shit's in his blood. It's in the Obama blood. It's in John Kerry's blood. It's in fucking Al Gore's blood. It's in fucking Dan Quayle's fucking blood. It's in fucking all these dicks that have popped up. Clinton's. These guys are lizard, pedophile dicks. You know? Stealing babies. Fucking drinking their blood, raping them. Epstein, this guy's a lizard fucking dick. He was going to narc on all these guys. That's why they found his ass fucking dead, maybe. Or maybe he's being held hostage to, in a place that you'll never know. According to the conspiracy... 9-11 happened just so they could get near to Stargate off the coast of Aden in Iraq. I'm just going to say Iraq because it's easier to hear it on the radio. But um, they get there. Now, the whole place is surrounded by, you know, um, these. Uh, the, every navy on the planet is ran under the rule of Britannia. Even the U.S., we still answer to the fucking Queen of England. I always said, if we weren't sold out to Europe, I wouldn't have minded being a fucking cop or doing something fucking justice-wise. You know, I got that Libra blood. I'm all about fucking law, trusting the law. That's one of the reasons I love the new Watchmen that was on Showtime uh, just now. And it was a sequel to the book. Didn't have anything to do with Alan Morgan, but that thing was pretty magical. I loved it. I thought they fucking did a great ass job. I'm always gonna be a fan of Regina King. She's fucking amazing. Holy shit, dude. And um, yeah, the way they did it was great. But you know, they wrapped it up. It doesn't need to go on to another season. It could go on to another season. Would I watch it? Yeah. But you know. I'm all about a fucking closed storyline. And I believe in the creator of all. You can call him God, her God, whatever. I just call it the creator of all. To me, in my where I'm at, 
I've been working for the creator for 16 years. And before this, I, I knew about ancient aliens and shit. <laughs> ancient aliens. I knew about fucking Nibiru and uh, Zechariah Sitchin. And I knew about the uh, Earth Chronicles. Um, I knew about all that stuff, but I, did, I didn't give a fuck. And I thought it was just like culty shit when I was like 21. I was rather in, to have had a fucking bottle of uh, old English 800, a couple slices of pizza, maybe I'd go steal a keg from fucking Liquor Mart and we'd get the party going. I was more in that trade of thought. Like I said, a lot of things I was exposed to and read at a younger age, I had to come back and it, it ended up being a better deal to come in and re-explore uh, specific uh, literary finds like Watchmen, like the Earth Chronicles, the similarities in them. Um, I do believe there will be some kind of fake-ass UFO attack. I'm not going to say when or whatever. I'm not some prophet. I don't know if it's really going to happen, but it feels like it. That's what I feel like. I feel like there'll be a fake-ass UFO attack and da-da-da-da. Right now, they're using the virus to keep everybody inside. But the show's really just getting ready to get started. That's what it is. It's kind of like waiting for this fucking ultimate show. You know, how does Bernie get into office? And then you got fucking Trump's ass. Oh, God. I'm not going to rant on about this guy, okay? It's too easy. And I'm not political. I don't give a fuck. I just care about... If these guys are actually aliens trying to colonize this planet. That's all I care about. You can say, that's crazy. Well, then it's fucking crazy. Go listen to something else. Because that's what I fucking think is happening. You know? I feel like these guys... Maybe Trump's not one of them, but he has to work with them. <laughs> you know, Trump reminds me more of a Nibiru dick, because he's all about the gold. And that's all Nibiru is about, gold. Why were they into gold? That's what they breathed. Their whole mythology starts with them nuking their planet. But you don't get the correct mythology until 2004, because there was already mythology pieces on, uh, you know, cuneiforms and hieroglyphics and stuff like that. Zechariah Sitchin traveling around, putting the shit together, coming up with this loosely string a book of everything he put together, and he kind of just put his own shit together. But the way he always comes at these guys is, they're gods. They're cosmic gods. You know? Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe they're, maybe they're like Jack Kirby kind of cosmic gods, but just even Batman can sometimes sucker, get a sucker hit in on Darkseid's ass. You know what I mean? That's what I meant. I felt like, uh, you know, the human rebellion against these forces that be. You kind of feel help, helpless, right? How are you going to go against these beings who have nothing but the worst of intentions for your ass? Could give a fuck less. According to Nibiru, we're house pets. We're their house pets that they engineered. And I do believe they engineered us. And I do believe they look at us like house pets. And according to, you know, the Alpha Draconian side, they're the ones that's been running the show since Nibiru left. They've been pretending to be the ones that uh, 
are in charge of us, but they know we're not going to listen if we if they look like green scaly fucking Star Trek motherfuckers. So you know, they got some kind of digitalized hydrogen compound that they applicate and wear and come in. So when you see them glitching on TV, you're like, oh, that's cable. Well, that's not how fucking cable works, dude. Okay? That's not how it fucking works. So, on that one end, Watchmen as a conspiracy because the Draconians know they're going to they're going to release a fake UFO attack. So why would they show it? The way Alan Moore wrote it was like, I'm going to get to these people and make them feel like fucking da-da-da-da. But he really knew that this would be the similarity of the time. He just used superheroes as humans. But that's not really what the story's about. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's about that. It's not. It's about the overlining story about the end of the world and about how it goes down. Because after that, you know, they read Rorschach's journal, you know. By the time you get into the sequel, the world is a lot fucking different, man. <laughs> Manhattan's already rendered it, so it's... <clears throat> you can't use guns, you can't do this, you can't do that, everything's fucking... You know, he didn't do it right. He had all this power and he didn't do it right. And then you had Osmond Dias and he was very intelligent and he was a cocky fucking dick. And Jeremy Irons playing him in that shit. It's pretty great. And it's all great. It's a great story. But you got this other story that's real. That's going on right now. And I do believe, man. I do believe these, uh, these guys are fucking lizards. And I think they are enemies still with Nibiru. Even though one of the guys from the Nibiru Charter is still here on Earth. And I think that guy is still working with the Lizards. And I think they're bound in together. You know? Like, um, that guy would be Marduk. And Marduk um, is not one to be trifled with. Uh... I'm going to take a break and smoke a ball. You'll never even know I was gone. I'll be right back. I've got friends that are all like, Adam, how can you believe in Nibiru? You know? Uh, there's not really any evidence that it's there. Blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of propaganda that goes behind that. Oh, man. Taking a dump here. Sorry. Oh my god. That was healthy. And that's what I feel like when I hear draconian fucking assholes disguised as NASA lying to us talk about this shit. Probably have heard this already, but listen to a sample from this shit. Fucking lizard motherfucker, listen. <laughs> Fuck. Oh god. Hi, my name is David Morrison. I'm a NASA space scientist, and I want to talk to you very briefly about Nibiru. Oh. I'm doing this because I received a note from a 12-year-old girl recently. Oh, a 12-year-old girl. She wondered if the video I made two years ago was still valid, <laughs> that she and her classmates were scared 
about Nibiru and Kodak, please explain, from a science point of view, why we know Nibiru is not real and is not a danger. You know, the, the simplest thing to say is just that there is no credible evidence, whatever, for the existence of Nibiru. <laughs> uh, there are no pictures, there's no tracking, there's no astronomical observations. In fact, the origin of the name is a little weird. Nibiru was a minor god in the Babylonian mm. pantheon, probably associated with Jupiter. Oh, God. No probably. That they ever thought of it as a no. planet. Sometimes we talk about planet X, but that's a strange term, too, because <laughs> astronomers say planet X for an object that has not been found, a, a possible object like Pluto, when it was being searched for, it was called planet X once it was found. Blah, 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 Pluto. blah. Okay, so basically, this guy's a dick. A fucking lizard infiltrator out to destroy the fucking human race. Lying to you. Letting you know that fucking people who follow Nibiru are mentally ill. Guess what? You know, little kids know that that shit's real. Yeah. So don't even try to use this 12-year-old girl. The only reason he uses the whole thing, a 12-year-old girl, is to make grown-ass men feel bad. <laughs> about believing in it. That's why he does that. That's a tactic. That's a fucking Goebbels tactic right out of the trenches in World War II. Don't worry about that shit. You know, this guy's fucking lying. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, Marshall Masters is the guy who follows Nibiru. And, you know, he just he's like one of these guys who cashes, you know, Nibiru is a cash cow. You're going to fucking cash in on it. You're going to make money, blah, blah, blah. Zechariah Sitchin made money. But the whole thing was, was if all these other guys were able to translate, how come the U.S. Army only really comes to Zechariah Sitchin out of the, you know, there's like four or five guys who can translate, but they always come to Zechariah Sitchin. Why was that? He's the only one that could really do it. He knew, he read the clearest he knew the uh, clearest reading. Everybody's like, well, he was a member of the Illuminati. He's evil. It's like, can you imagine these lizard dicks coming to your house? Well, you can read Sumerian, so you're with us, or you're dead. This little old man, he's like, okay, I, I, I do what you say. Yeah, you know? He's not going to become a lizard burger. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's not happening. He's going to join <laughs> the fucking Illuminati. <coughs> he become a member Oh, well, Zechariah Sitchin, he was evil. Well, I don't know about that. I think confused would be more the appropriate thing to say. I felt like, you know, he was given the text that the U.S. Army found in Iraq. Uh, Iraq. God damn, I can never fucking get the right name on Anyway, they got the fucking Sumerian text and... At that point, Zechariah Sitchin had already translated all this text, you know? And he had a pretty loose story about it. But by the time he read the 714 tablets of Lord Anki, that they, basically a journal that's clay and about the size of, a little bit bigger than fucking mathematic flashcards that they use in kindergarten, just like these jumbo cards, that's what it looks like, made of clay. And it takes him five years to translate it. And when he gets done, he has this fucking triple heart attack. It puts him in a coma. And when he gets out, he has his last uh, um, um, 
seminar with his his buddies that's been following his shit since Twelfth uh, Planet and the Earth Chronicles and the whole movement in 1974 and around that time even when he had first dropped the name Nibiru. And um, basically what happened was uh, he announced when he came out of his coma, he had his last seminar. He had enough strength to do that. And all of his gang gets around and he goes, I wanted to tell you that I prayed to the Anunnaki to reveal to me the truth about Jesus Christ. And <laughs> if you know about the Earth Chronicles and shit, there's none of that in, there's no Messiah shit in there. It's just fucking about the exploits, basically, of Nibiru, specifically in the first book. And uh, for him to turn around and everything, but it's because of what's written in that, the specific detailed Chronicles. And I don't think if you read it and you're, if you read Sumerian texts, chances are you're not a Christian. Uh, chances are you're a stoner dude like me just wanting to read this shit. I'm a Gnostic. I don't really call myself a Christian. I don't want to get into a fucking debate about the fucking shit. I've already got a, I've already lost plenty of friends. They think I'm fucking whatever and all this other shit. Oh, he's Christian. They're fucking drunk. I don't give a fuck about that. What I care about is wisdom. And I'm sharing it. <clears throat> you know? Hold on. <clears throat> At that point, um, when he translates this shit, there's a part in there now where <laughs> there's a guy named Galzu. Galzu's important, and I'll just cut through the shit. I believe that this guy is the first coming of Jesus. And I believe Jesus is real. No, I'll talk about that shit without preaching at your ass. And just like I, you know, I just try to keep it real, man. Because I don't want people preaching at me. I think that's the main thing. I already get fucking yacked at enough for fucking having a mental illness that I have to be my own doctor on all the fucking time. <clears throat> so talking about this shit, you know, just just roll with it, all right? So imagine that fucking Zechariah Sitchin gets this fucking text, and in there, which it's translated, guy, yeah, remember, he translated this at the end of 2009. He couldn't wait to get this shit out. By 2010, it was already out, and also in 2010, Zechariah Sitchin fucking kicked the bucket. Of course, that just, you know, he was frail, he was old, he had a heart attack, he was, but you know, he while he was under, you know, he came out and he had that thing, but he had read that before he had that seminar and told that to these guys, which ended them all with their jaws on their ground. They were like, what the fuck is old Zacky boy talking about? Well, what he's talking about is there's a couple areas in this new journal where Anki is tricked and the story basically of Anki is he's one of these Nibiru high official motherfuckers that it's his fault that the um that we ended up with the spirit in us whether you believe in spirit or not is inconsequential according to the Sumerian text he put the Sumer he put the spirit in us 
it became part of our DNA. You know, we're not in our original DNA. According to that text, we are half Nibiru, engineered with Sasquatch. In that text, they call the Sasquatch the hairy, stinky, upright messes. <laughs> stinky, you know, cavemen. And you got to remember, they were existing at the same time that civilized societies like Job and where Lucy came from and these people, you know, um, they were already here. They already had societies before Nibiru got here. When Nibiru got here, they made the oath kind of that they weren't going to fuck with Job. They weren't going to fuck with these guys. And so when they get here, you know, first they uh, cloned themselves, and that's the Anunnaki. And then another team called the Ajiji. And the Ajiji were ran by Marduk, and Marduk is a high official. His, you know, grandfather or whatever is Anu. Anu is the male representative leader of Nibiru. And I say it that way because if you read the text, you come to understand that the women are in charge of Nibiru proper. They make the decisions about what happens in politically advanced high places. You know, they hand down the decision to Anu. And Anu is like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell everybody what's going on. You know, by the time they had the war on their planet, it doesn't say it so much, but you have to estimate that, you know, we're looking at seven and a half billion people on the planet right now. If we lose, you know, if there's, you know, only 500,000 left like the government wants, they do want that. That's all they want on the planet. 500,000 motherfuckers, that's it. And you know they're all fucking stupid too and shit. You know? And uh, fucking what, it's the evil ass plan. Let Nibiru come close. We already got bunkers under the planet. You know, when the earth floods and Colorado becomes fucking beachfront property. The Mississippi will explode out and fucking all the shit around there will fucking flood out. You know, there's a lot of calamity that comes with this shit. You know, the thing that Zechariah Sitchin read was that this event that's happening right now, that's getting ready to happen, happen with the flooding and the planet coming too close and shit, and it will. Not, I'm going to be one of these dumbasses that's just going to be smoking weed under a tsunami wave. Because I, where the fuck am I going anyway, you know? I've already seen threads. I don't want to go inland. And then when the government comes back up, they got totally control and all this shit. And you're just subjected to eating radioactive cows and crap. Fuck, I don't want to live like that. I want to go to fuck home. If natural calamity is going to take me out, so be it. It's better than fucking government bullshit. I fucking hate this shit. And you know, we are we just act like Nibiru did. That's what's in our DNA. We just act the way those fucking dicks did. It is fucked up too, but... And I hate to really say it that way. You read that mythology and... 
You know, it's not really mythology. It's the actual journal. Why the fucking U.S. Army want this thing so bad? If it's just mythology. Plus, it fucking talks about this cat named Gal Zoo. And to me, like I said, that's the first coming of Jesus. There's this monastery in Bulgaria. And it's got a painting of Jesus on this fucking fresco that's 150 feet in the air. You can catch a little video of it or whatever. Just type in uh, UFO Jesus or whatever. You'll see a painting of a spaceship or whatever. You know, click on that. That's the clickbait you want. And then fucking it'll show you a minute and a half video. And it doesn't really talk about Galzoo or anything. It just says, why are there UFOs on this fucking fresco with Jesus? Isn't that fucking interesting? Well, if you know the Sumerian text and you match it up, you know damn well that that, there's a UFO to the right of Jesus crucified. And in that UFO, that would be the first coming of Jesus as Gal Zhu, And he's like a superhero. And he's fucking running off fucking Nibiru from the fucking planet. And he's chasing fucking Nibiru. And you know it's like Nibiru because it's like some guy who's like looking behind him. He's in fear. He knows he's not supposed to be there. And there's like some little black sun painted on the side of the spaceship and shit. And then you kind of, your eye comes to the center, which is Jesus crucified. And then at the bottom, there's all these angels that are in fear, like, oh my God. You know, to me, that is the whole story of us. Because the Christians are kind of right on that end. We only are 11 and a half thousand years old. But that's after the fucking Anunnaki became obsolete. And if you saw fucking Prometheus, uh, that's Ridley Scott kind of collaborating on the same knowledge I'm sharing loosely about, because if you see the beginning of the movie, that's Nibiru dropping off the Anunnaki because they became obsolete, dude. Well, why did they become obsolete? How co- How did they end up getting flown to the far end of the universe into suicide cult temples to fucking kill themselves because they were of no use to the high elite anymore of Nibiru. Well, you got to imagine for like fucking 500 and 500, you know, almost 500,000 years, all they did was mine gold on the surface of the earth. At one point, they fucking shift or whatever. And they start going underground. Maybe that time's not, that timeline's not right. Whatever. For a long-ass fucking time, the Anunnaki mine gold 100,000 years on the earth, on the surface. They go underground. They run into, guess who? Fucking Alpha Draconian. These guys have been squatting earth like an old fucking squat in Philly. They're like, oh, we like hanging out here. You know, here comes the Anunnaki bumming out their vibe. These guys are like fucking 12 to 18 feet tall, man. And they got tails that are like 6 to 7 feet long. They will slice you in half. They take on the Anunnaki. They fucking whip the Anunnaki's ass. Basically, in a nutshell, the Anunnaki gather up and they go back to Nibiru and they present their case and they're like, look... The seasons are too harsh to us because when it's summer, we start burning up. Literally. They would catch on fire and shit. 
and then uh and you know some were like better than genetically made better than others apparently <laughs> and then uh then there was like the instance when it gets when it's winter we freeze to death but now we have this new threat it's the reptilian dicks well they're like well we're not going to go underground anymore but because of the seasonal thing you guys are obsolete. So is basically the seasons on the planet. Besides the lizards. That fucking made. Uh, and that's your connection to Prometheus. Because the high council. The women. They decide well we're done with them. So you see the Nibiru guys. Getting on the fucking spaceship at the end. Leaving them behind. And the guy just drinks the poison right away. Becomes one with the ecosystem. And uh, soon to be the Xenobite, you know, in the future here. But, um, so, you know, after that, Galzu, he shows up in the time of Noah because Anu's like, look, I want you to let all the giants flood. And according to the Torah, there were 407,000 giants. And then there were all these animals, not just from Earth, but from Leo Minor, Leo Major, Lepus. You got fucking uh, all kinds of different... And then a bunch of animals we still worship in our highest decorative honors. We worship the, the, the animals of Nebru, like the bald eagle. Who's that guy? Uh, the grizzly bear. Hello, Russia. <laughs> uh, you know uh, people use that term sheeple they'll never think about it but sheep are from Nebru according to that text and Jesus refers to us as being sheep because he knows when he's talking about sin he's not talking about you being this evil person that's the church don't listen to those fucking dicks Fuck those hypocritical fucking ass evil fucking pricks. If you can get spirit out of the church, hey man, it worked. But otherwise, it is just some house of evil. There is nothing else good about it. You know? It's not fucking helping you. It's fucking destroying shit. Five million fucking churches on the fucking planet, you know? And all these hungry, homeless people. We don't even help each other. You know? I gotta make this podcast and hopefully it gets to some a few people. You know, I might get four hits on this motherfucker. That's it. But that's four people that heard this shit. You know? <clears throat> these churches don't give a fuck about you, man. It's a place where you're supposed to connect spiritually. If you get the spirit out of it, that's good. Otherwise, it's corrupt. You know? <laughs> I'm going to end this segment right here, you know? There's a lot about it. I'm going to tell you more about Galzu because that shit's important. While we got fucking time, the guy's a fucking superhero. Oh my god. I just like this song. That's the only reason I'm playing it. But I like the whole thing about being shocked, you know? 
<laughs> Are you shocked? <laughs> There's a lot of people that know this shit already. They got different versions of what I'm talking about. That's alright. I think we're all this waking up, dude. That's the important thing. I'm alright with that, you know, even if the stories are variants. I'm gonna tell you about Jupiter Watchers coming up too, man. Oh yeah. Russian Black Book, Book of Aliens. Smoke more weed. <laughs> Eat more food. <laughs> You've been listening to Adam Air, MD, GED, and my special blend of and herbs and spices <laughs> of underground cartoon therapy. And then we're going to listen to this fucking lead. From fucking Ace Freely. We didn't make it this far. Make it from together. Alright, here we go. Fuck yeah, dude. Fucking sick! Fucking dirty little fucking laid. Woof. Motherfucker, that was dirty. Dirty episode. I'll see you guys next time.